guys, welcome back to Surfing Stream. What's up, y'all? My name is Matt, and today I'm here with my wife, Tina, and our seven-year-old daughter, Presley. How are y'all doing tonight? Seven and a half, more like. Eh. Do we, we argue about this every single time? Every single time. No, 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 no. I'm seven and a half, so. You won't be seven and a half until February, my friend. Oh, wait. That's wrong, kid. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, she will be seven and a half this month. I don't know. She will on the twenty fifth. Mississippi, we can't do math. Right? No, she will on the twenty fifth. Anyways, this is Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. Uh, we do at least two movies a week. Sometimes we dip a little bit more. This is our kind of our other series, our every other week series with uh, Presley here, and it's movie nights with Presley. We uh, we go on to Disney+, Plus, Netflix, all the streaming apps, and we pick out a family-friendly movie, and we'll watch it together as a family, and then we'll come on here and review it as a partial family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, I'm going. we're going to start watching Pirates of the Caribbean. You ready for some pirates and some treasure? Yep, sure am. In the meantime, you can check out our other reviews that we have done up to this point. I just finished up Predator in review, so you can go check out all the reviews on that series, as well as my definitive rankings. And Christian and I, we are about to record our final Die Hard review uh, tomorrow, and then we will be starting Kung Fu in review. We're going to be re reviewing at least four Kung Fu movies, four martial art movies, and then Patreon supporters will get two additional reviews on top of that. And then at the end of the month... We're going to give our top 10 list for the top 10 best kung fu movies of all time. And it will be definitive and no arguments can be made against it. And speaking of Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash 2game uh, if you want to consider supporting us. We have a $5 tier, $10 tier, and a $20 tier. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, and Sharon Petrie. We appreciate y'all supporting us each and every month. And speaking of which, we are recording on our brand new equipment, so thank you to our Patreon supporters, and not just our $20 tier supporters, but our, also the other ones that are uh, supporting us each and every month, Chris Norman, Alex Korb, and more. So we appreciate y'all giving faith in us and supporting us each and every month on our little, our little adventure. And, but what you're here for today, you are here for Frozen 2. This is our third review of the Movie Nights with Presley series, and she wanted to do Frozen 2. I did not want to, but hey, we did a review that I wanted to do, and then we're going to do a review that she wants to do. So, here we are. Uh, first off, we're going to start off with the plot, and then we're going to through some fun facts, and then we'll get our general impressions of Frozen 2. Jumping into the plot real quick. Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Olaf, and Sven? Sven? Uh, negative. Sven. Sven. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird-ass name. Sven. They leave Arendelle to travel to an ancient, autumn-bound forest of an enchanted land. They set out to find the origin of Elsa's powers in order to save their kingdom. This movie was directed by Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. Jennifer Lee directed the first... First Frozen, Chris Buck also directed the First Frozen, Tarzan, and Surf's Up. 
This movie was released on November 22nd, 2019, and it can be found on Disney Plus as of right now. It has a runtime of one hour and 43 minutes. The budget was $150 million, and it grossed worldwide $1.5 billion. Pocket change. That's a lot of money. <laughs> that might be the highest grossing movie that we have done up to this point on our channel. I'm not entirely sure about that. It stars Kristen Bell, Idina Menzel, and Josh Gad. And we're going to jump into some fun facts. And one of them, Tina, you actually had mentioned uh, earlier during the movie when we were watching it. Olaf's lines about the non-existent character Samantha were improvised by Josh Gad. And here's here's the one that you came up with. Kristoff's song, Lost in the Woods, is done in the style of an 80s power ballad. The sequence even uh, recreates scenes from well-known videos of that era. Look at me. Look at you. I know. And last fun fact, since Elsa was never barefoot in the original, the animators didn't bother giving her toes in that particular movie. <laughs> so they had to remodel her feet and with toes for the sequel. I never think to look at her feet, though, to see, I, if, oh, there's her toes. Yeah, now I'm like, what, what? Did we even see toes in this movie? I need to go back and look at her feet in the first one. But what? What are you talking about? She, her feet, I guess they don't show her feet in the first movie? Her bare feet? Yeah. Okay. Barefoot. So they had to go back and reconstruct her feet for the second movie because they show her toes. I don't know. Weird. And just a heads up, in the event that you have not seen Frozen 2, we will be talking spoilers throughout this review. Uh, the last review that we did on uh, Finding Ohana we had actually had to edit that entire episode because we started the episode saying no spoilers and then Presley started spoiling the movie within like two minutes. Can we just go ahead and assume that any review with Presley is going to include spoilers? Indeed. This time I might not spoil. No, you are. You will. You have a whole note section. Surely there's a spoil in there somewhere. Um, notes and pictures. I may have three notes. But be warned about spoilers from here on out, guys. And I think we'll jump into our general impressions, and we'll start off with Presley. Presley, what was your favorite part of this when movie? Ola, when Kristoff when proposes to Anna. Who's your favorite character? Anna. Why Anna? Because she's, like, the best actor in there. And <coughs> she's, well, I... Also kind of has the same hair color as her and stuff. And we have some things in common. But I have a lot in common with Elsa. Honestly, Anna is probably my least favorite out of the entire cast. She got on my nerves. What it, you saying, man? Yeah. In the very beginning, she she was very like, like clingy and annoying. And she was like... Like when when uh Kristoff was would say something, she would just be like, "Oh my God, we're dying! Oh my God, we're not gonna make it!" But after maybe I don't know three quarters of the movie, I did dig her character a little bit. I actually liked her in the first movie. Overall, she was one of my favorite characters in the movie. Obviously, Olaf in the first movie is the best, and uh. In this movie, like I said, she was super clingy, and it was like every five seconds, the only thing that she could talk or say anything about 
was, don't die, Elsa. Elsa, you can't do this. Elsa, you shouldn't do that. It was like, bruh, just back up, man. Give, give Elsa some room, man. She saved, like, the entire world in the last movie. Won't you just chill out and let her do her thing? I disagree. Uh, well, I mean, I agree to a certain extent. Yes, she is a little clingy in this movie, but this was her breakout moment, and I loved that. What breakout moment? She bro- what are you talking about? She had to continue on without Elsa and Olaf at some point, all on her own, no one by her side. Where, it, you know, like in the first movie, she clings to the first man who shows her attention. So in the second movie, she's gaining a little bit more independence. Oh, she's so independent, yet she's clinging to Elsa every five seconds. Don't do this. Don't do that. Wanting your loved one to be safe and alive. I don't feel like it's clingy. After the first movie um, and the actions in the first movie, she's probably got a little bit of anxiety. Who doesn't? I I get the character growth from the first movie to the second movie. I get it. And from where she ended up in the first movie, yeah, there was a lot more character growth in the first movie, in my opinion, than this movie. She's just, I, I keep saying the word, super clingy. She's not really... She's not a likable character in that sense. It's, I, I get it that she wants the safety of others, but it's like they're beating you over the head with, oh, I want you to be safe every five seconds. It, it was a little obnoxious, and it kind of held the movie back for me, like the first half, at least. If you say so. Well, I mean, we can agree to disagree. I'm, like I said, I do agree with you that she was a bit clingy in this, but I enjoyed it. Uh, not her being clingy. I enjoyed her. What's your favorite character, Daddy and Mommy? Uh, Mine, and this might come as a shock. It was not Olaf. Olaf was, it's like, it's like they tried too hard to make him, to like recapture that, that lightning in a bottle that they had in the first movie. Like, it, it, it came across as being desperate to me with Olaf in this movie. Yeah, he had a couple of uh, funny moments, but overall, a lot of his humor just did not hit for me. And in the first movie, Elsa was one of my least favorite characters. I did not like her. She seemed like an old woman to me in the first movie. And she's not supposed to be an old woman. This one, I think from the moment the movie started to the very end, I was like, give me more Elsa. She's in there, freezing people, and then... uh. Can I just say the hype moment of her riding a dang ice horse across a tsunami wave? Bruh, that move that moment was dope. I was looking at that moment and I was like, you know, I risked the entire movie was just like this. Her her riding a horse on top of a wave. Go back to my favorite person. Um Olaf was my second favorite person. Elsa was my next favorite person. Kristoff was probably my fourth. Um, I don't think Mommy has a favorite character in this movie. Oh, political. Getting political. No, I don't. No, no one's like a standout character for me in this one. It's, it's just not. I I think I kind of enjoyed them all the same, um, but no one's my most favorite. So what you're saying is you don't have a favorite or a most favorite. That's exactly what she's Pretty saying. Pretty sure that's exactly <laughs> what she's saying. Um, well, that's kind of weird because everyone has a favorite. 
Interesting. Norm- normally, people do have a favorite character. I'm just saying. Not you're you're giving us a politician answer, and you're like, oh, no, I love all my children equal. Eh, but do you, though? I'm not, I'm not saying I love them. I don't love any of the characters. There's just not one that stands out to me. Like, I can't pick a favorite because I don't think that, like, there was one that was that great. Like, oh, I get that this movie is about Anna and Elsa, but they did Kristoff dirty in this movie. They gave him, like, no screen time. The only time he was on screen, the only thing they gave him to do was a proposal. That was the only thing he did in the course of that movie. And his 80s music video. And the 80s music video. And the only other thing that he did, other than those two things, he saved Anna when the uh, the dam collapsed. Are we supposed to be doing our least favorite part right now? No, uh, we're still talking favorite characters. Yeah, we're just, we're just rambling on about characters in general. Apparently, Presley is in the mood to talk about her most favorite and least favorite parts of this movie. I have already said my most favorite part, and that was Elsa riding the tsunami wave, which was dope. Absolutely dope. And Presley said her most favorite part was when Kristoff proposes. And what was your least favorite part, Presley? My least favorite part is when Kristoff left about saying anything to Anna. When when was this, Presley? This was kind of in the middle or beginning. I don't remember this part at all. It's when Kristoff left in the woods to practice reposing. Okay, so this is like in the middle of the movie. Yeah, kind of. Okay. This is when he did his uh, his 80s, 80s song, which was also a dope song, by the way. And he accidentally reposed in front of one of the Aldrins, North Aldrins, and she is like, are you talking to me? Are you talking to the woods? <laughs> <laughs> Tina, what was your favorite and least favorite part? Okay, so my favorite part was when Anna and Elsa found out that their mother was North Aldrin. And my least favorite part was when they came across the wreckage of their parents' ship. Because I can't imagine how like devastating that would be to see that. So it wasn't like least favorite as in like this is just like a bad part of the movie. It was just an emotional scene that you didn't, that you just wished you could get through it as quickly as possible because you didn't want to cry. Well, no, it, it's not even that it made me cry. I just like I can't imagine, I mean even though they're fictional characters, I can't imagine coming across that for anybody. I don't know, like the emotion that they would have gone through. It didn't make me emotional seeing it. It just, I don't know. Which begs the question, if you're not getting emotional during a scene in which they're, you know, scrummaging through the shipwreckage of where their parents were, then that tells me that they didn't do a great job of developing these characters throughout the course of the movie and making you care about them in that particular scene. Because that scene overall should be very powerful. It should be very emotional. And like you... I didn't really care, and mm-hmm. honestly, I was writing down notes on, like, fun facts and stuff like that. I wasn't really even paying attention to that part. Yeah. And I feel like that's a big misstep in the movie. That should have been one of the more powerful scenes in the movie, but it wasn't. It was more of a dud. Right. And one thing that I think any Disney movie you have to talk about, you have to talk about the musical aspect of the movie. 
the first Frozen movie, I I used to we watched that how many times? Oh, with Presley being uh, a baby, she she was yeah a toddler, and I've lost count. I can't remember it at least ten times a day. Oh my god, it felt like. Mm-hmm. So those songs, regardless of how many times that I have that I've listened to them in my life, especially in the course of two years, those are very famous songs, and I I feel like those are songs that are. Like, big time. Like, those are some of the most famous Disney songs uh, ever made. I get into this movie, and the first song right off the bat reminded me of, of Pocahontas. Because it has a similar uh, tone to it. But any song after that, I was kind of like, eh, I mean, it's, it's alright. It doesn't really do anything for me. I don't feel like these songs pushed the movie forward at all they were just like they ran out of ideas and they just uh let's do this song and it just it it didn't flow with the movie in my opinion i agree um as a mom i heard way more versions and kids singing let it go or love is an open door um i don't hear that so much from the music in the second movie um, I think the only song that I hear a lot of is Into the Unknown, but not nearly as much as the music from the first movie. And Presley, before you before you say something, I just want to say something about the music as well. I I feel like the I feel like these are rip off songs. Ultimately, they just rip off a bunch of the songs from the first movie. Because if you if you listen closely, you can probably get the same tone the same rhythm as the songs from the first movie. They sound eerily similar. And remember, during the course of the movie, I was like, wasn't this like the same song that they had in the very first one, just different words? And you're like, no, 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 this is a completely different song. I'm like, eh, is it though? Because this sounds just like a song from the first movie. The next right thing is my favorite, and Lost in the Woods is my least favorite. Uh, as far as my favorite song, uh, I think the Some Things Never Change and then the Kristoff uh, song, Lost in the Woods, was probably my favorite. Oh, I thought you were going to say Lost in the Woods was your least favorite. I'm like, that is the most jamming song. Oh, no, 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 no. Why? Matthew Primo is definitely going to like the 80s rock song in this in this movie. Even though it didn't fit, I still enjoyed it. Right. Um, I enjoy singing into the unknown i do it a lot for the kids around the house they think it's funny (laughs) would you like me to serenade you no No. i'm just kidding um (laughs) so i I don't know if it would be my favorite so i think i have to agree with you even though i sing into the unknown a lot um lost in the woods is definitely my favorite my least favorite is when i'm older olaf song uh his first song in the first movie I absolutely loved it. This one, it, it was just weird to me. The Samantha thing wasn't funny to me. I, I didn't enjoy it. I can't think off the top of my head what was the moment that I really laughed at. Ah, I wish I knew. I didn't write it down. When they were doing charades, you laughed at that. Oh, yeah, that was, that was, I got, I got a little chuckle out of me. Yeah. Specifically Olaf's part. When he does, ooh, Elsa. <laughs> yeah, 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 that, that was pretty funny. I, I, <laughs> I giggled for that one. Yeah. Uh, it was another one. It was it was after his song. 
Mm. I don't remember. Yeah. But that's about the only two times I laughed with his stuff. And in the first one, I I remember laughing a lot. A lot. A lot. With Olaf. Yeah. So, like I said, I think they tried too hard with this one. Or maybe they didn't try hard enough. And Josh Gad is a funny guy. He is. So, I'm really surprised that there weren't more funny bits in this considering he did um what's that word uh when you make stuff up off the top of your head comedy no 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 no. he improvised oh some of the (laughs) (laughs) comedy that's what this show is um no he improvised some of these parts and i'm really just surprised some of it wasn't funnier wasted that's all i gotta say wasted but uh we're running kind of late on this review and if y'all knew what was going behind the scenes, you would you would understand. But uh, Presley, ultimately, what did you think about this movie? Do you recommend this to to families? Do you recommend it to to kids, adults? Parents would probably not as like it as much. Kids would probably like it the most. I I would agree with that because I like the first one better. But this one, I wasn't all that thrilled with it, and I think it. I think, I think what you said is a hundred percent correct. I, I don't think this is more towards adults like the first one was. This is hundred percent more towards the kids. Presley, what would be your final score for this movie? I get two out of five. So well, if it was on the TV, I would watch it, but I wouldn't like take the remote and put it on. <laughs> take the remote. <laughs> And you take the remote quite frequently, I might add. Well, I don't put Frozen 2 on. That that is true. That is true. You watch what? Dino Dan? Dana? Whatever? Dino Dan. um, Project Mick. And these other movies. (laughs) She's like a little teenager. She doesn't watch movies. She watches shows. Oh, TV shows. TV shows. Sitcoms. Sitcoms. (laughs) I don't watch these cartoons. First of all, Project Mick is... Project MC Squared. That's that's what it's called, not oh. Project Mick. <laughs> oh, she's over here talking like a uh, slang. Uh, Mick. Yeah, she's got her own nickname for her shows. <laughs> Tina, what would be your score of this movie? I would give this movie a three. Um, I like it. See, to me, Frozen 2 could be a, a movie on its own without being a sequel, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. It, it, it flows with the, the last movie, and obviously it helps. With some minor details, but overall, I don't. I don't think you absolutely have to see the first one in order to to like this one or not like it. Right. I am going to agree with uh, you, Tina. I gave it a three. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it's 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 good. It's it's not terrible. This is good family family television that you can go watch and waste an hour and a half of your life watching i mean there's not gonna be any guns or bad words in this so you know what you're getting right mm-hmm. uh but don't expect the first one the first one i i'm not gonna say it's a classic it's, it's not, a classic it's not a classic it is it's a christmas movie oh if that's a christmas movie i'm then joking die Har- then die hard's a christmas movie i'm joking it's <laughs> not a, just because it snows doesn't mean it's a christmas movie but at, i just i enjoy the first one significantly more than mm-hmm. this one and throughout this the entire course of this movie, I was like, "Oh my god, it's we we still have an hour left. There's 30 minutes left." And it was like every time, every second, I was trying to t- check my watch. I could have predicted 
your feelings on this movie because I think every adult had the same um, reaction mm-hmm. to this movie. I think we all feel the same. Kids, I don't think they care. I don't think they care enough to compare one to two. Um, I think they're just excited for a sequel to come out to see the characters again and whatnot. They don't think so much about, oh, well, this compared to the first movie is X, Y, Z. But us as adults, we're like, God, this is lame compared to the first one. And it's really hard to follow up a good movie. It, it really is, especially the first one. Mm-hmm. Especially the first one. Uh, and I think that'll be it for our review. Oh, yeah. Uh, I say skip it if you're an adult. I'm never going to watch this again on my own. Tina? Buy, sell, rent, or skip. Hmm. Is buying more expensive than renting? Yeah, it is, right? Yes. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I would rent it. Rent it. I would rent it, yeah. Presley, would you buy this, get it on sale, or uh, skip it all together? Get it on sale. Get it on sale. That's my girl. <laughs> we don't pay full price for nothing around here. <laughs> well, I... It's ironic, because I did pay full price for it. <laughs> we it we try to please the children. <laughs> But I think that's going to conclude our review for this week. Uh, let us know what you think. Is Frozen 2 something that you really enjoy? Does it live up to its expectations? Or does it crash violently uh, like it did in my mind? And uh, we'll catch y'all next time on another review. Can I lead us out with the into the unknown part? Oh, sweet Jesus. You going to do it with me, Presley? Mm-mm. No? Okay. <laughs> That's and my American Idol audition. And there's our subscribers leaving <laughs> us. <laughs> Bye, guys. Y'all take it easy. <laughs>